Welcome to the KML Messcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. It's so goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon to be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Buenas noches. Helps you get the microphone up in front of your face. Buenas noches, mi amigos. Welcome to the KML Mousecast. I'm your host, Maine. 9 p.m. on the dot, December 14th. 2022 11 days out from christmas ho 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 merry hanukkah whatever the fuck listen we got a lot to cover tonight i have i'm gonna i'm gonna just fucking right up front where's my i'm, I'm gonna tell you my outline here's kind of what i got coming up for you guys intro after that we're gonna talk about the recap after that we're gonna talk about how i did on my predictions this year i forget if Wiz came in or not right, hopefully he's not coming in we'll see what happens then I got trades and transactions. I got best and worst of the week. I got power rankings, final regular season power rankings. Then we got to have a little bit of roundtable talk. I got a couple things I want to talk about. I want to talk about a trade deadline. I want to talk about a 12-team playoff format, how stupid that fucking is. I'm going to talk about the schedule shuffle. And then we're going to get into a little bit of a season. We'll do, it. we'll do an overall season recap later, but just a little bit of a send-off for the six teams that didn't make playoffs. I think it's only fair that we honor them correctly. After that, we're going to do a playoff preview real quick. The remaining six teams. Then we're going to get into the picks. Final thoughts. Outro. Night, night. See you later. Done. Now, it's also come to my attention that certain members of the league, maybe it's winter. They may be a little snowflakey. And they may give a real shit what I say on this platform. Now, listen. It's never my intention to be mean. It's never my intention to hurt feelings. It may be my intention to spit truth bombs and keep everybody on a level playing field. But in the interest of friendship, in the interest of maintaining healthy relationships and keeping this league as non-toxic as possible, clean air people, climate change is real. I will be taking a more positive note on this mess cast and I will refrain from saying anything mean about anybody's team that is factually inaccurate. Fair enough? Can we all agree? Wonderful. Let's get into the recap. But before we do that, I have a beer to finish. There goes the champagne of beers. Congratulations, Mr. Michael Wingus. Fantasy ends. New job starts. When one door closes, another door opens. Tonight, we have Lagunitas, a little something-something, hadn't had in a while. I like Lagunitas, so it is what it is. Getting hot in here already. Hold on, let me pop off the shirt for the visual viewers. Let me get this little fan cranked up here. Hi, tonight, because we got a lot to talk about. Buckle up. There's there's some shit we got to get through. I don't know how long this is going to take. I'm going to try to be expeditious about it. Is that a word? Expeditious? I'm going to try to move it right along. Stay with me. Oh, shit, I don't give a fuck what you do, but... If you'd like to be a part of this, stay with me. We'll see what happens. Let's get into the recap, see what happens in the final 
It's regular season week of the KML 2022. Let's go. Weekly recap. Running down this through this quickly. The first game we talked about. Now, also, we'll talk about this. I should have gone 6-0 this week, and I'll highlight it as I go. First game I want to talk about was Gordon Luckout reading Dwayne Bowe. I had reading Dwayne Bowe winning, and sure enough, he did with a robust 80 points. You've got to be fucking shitting me, Rob, that you couldn't get by. This motherfucker scores 80 points. 58 was the best you could muster. Have I already... I'm not. That's not mean. That's, that's factually accurate, right? Just... An unbelievable reverse jinx. Do you remember way back in in episode one of the season, I was blowing Robson. See, now I've already done the gay thing for mine at two. God damn it. I was all over slobbering Rob's knob about how great he's been the last three years. Oh, he's got 30 wins. He's fucking dominant over everybody else. And look what fucking happened. Reverse jinxed his ass into the ground. Sorry about that. It was not my intention, totally. But it is what it is. I'm glad you came back down to earth. I wonder if your window has closed. And how long it will stay closed for. Needless to say, with the win, reading Dwayne Bow, he secures the top spot. Number one overall. We'll get to that in a second. Goran Lecko eliminated from playoffs, had, had no glimmer of hope anyway, but he he gone. See you later. Next game we want to talk about teammate eight at Samstown. I had Samstown winning that one. He sure enough did, took care of business. 132.88 to 89.06 over teammate eight. His keep on coming for teammate eight. Bad luck year. You know what? Time to go out back, bury that football, forget what happened, to just move on to the next season, look forward. Brighter things ahead for you, my friend. Samstown taking the win, locking up a playoff spot. KBG over three-stripe life, took care of business, secured the bye. Good for us, three-stripe life. Just, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? Wheels came off in a real way. I don't know if we've seen that in a while, about the wheels coming off in that, that much of a direction, but... Boy, oh boy, not good for three-stripe life. Again, shake it off. Better things to come next year. Next game up was Cream of the Crops at AI. I thought AI was going to win, but lo and behold, Cream of the Crops is able to pull it out. 98.3 to 90.68. In all honesty, another injury should have won this. Got a little bit of bad luck down the stretch. Got 33 out of the tight end, Evan Ingram, and couldn't get it done anywhere else. Shocking. So, anyway, lost that one. Uh, keg watch game was viceless at J-Rod the Bod had the viceless winning but you know what J-Rod the Bod pulled it out 72.1 listen to these winning scores this week by the way 72.12 to 71.04 viceless was sure to win the only thing that could fuck him was Ramondre Stevenson getting hurt early and guess what happened Ramondre Stevenson got hurt early and that's not the way you want to finish 2022 needs to look for a high note going into next season Final game was game of the week. Straight Bones homie at Captain Scurve. Captain Scurve taking this one easily. 121 to 107. Smoking his way into playoffs. Looking great. Straight Bones homie. Valiant effort in the last week. Something to build on moving into next year. And really, really good job after kind of screwing himself, shooting himself right in the dick off the bat at draft this year. But lo and behold, he's out. Moving right along. What's next? Uh, oh, versus my predictions. I want to talk about this. Let's take a look at the standings. Final standings for 2022 in the KML. Top spot, 12-2. Congratulations. Our first fucking 12-win team in the history of the league. Reading Dwayne Bow. Not only is the 12 wins the most wins we've ever seen in the KML out of any team, any year, it also... On the, on the all-time record for the KML, got him over 500. His all-time record now, 66, 65, and one. Shooting 
up the standings on the all-time record. How's that look, actually? Anybody moving on there? Eh, not really. Uh, next up, Cabo Ghost getting his first buy, I believe, ever at 11-3. Great season then for him. Uh, Cream of the Crops, 10-4. Third place, Captain Scurve, 9-5. Fifth place, J-Rod the Bod, 8-6. Samstown coming in at 6th place, 8-6 and six as well. Really, it was surprising. This was one of the first years we've had so much of a split, a two-game split between the playoff, the, the teams that were in playoffs and teams that were out of playoffs. Kind of crazy. Uh, he was the last one in for Samstown. Then we had Straight Bones Homie, 6-8. and eight. Gordon Lacko, 6-8 and eight somehow. Three-Stripe Life, 5-9. and nine. Another injury, 4-10. and ten. The Vice is 3-11. And, and Team 88, 2-12. HSE boys a combined 7-21 this year. Seven and twenty-one. A combined twelve-game lose streak. When was the last time Moto won? Let's talk about it. Uh, some win streaks heading in. Three-stripe life, a six-game losing streak, which is awful. You would have expected it. You know that would have been the worst in the league, but no, no. Vice's eight-game losing streak. He finished three and eleven. And he lost eight in a row. At one point, he was three and three right in the mix, eight games. What happened? What week? What week was your last win, out of curiosity? I just want to know what eight weeks ago looks like. The last win was week six. Jesus. Your last, <laughs> you started two and one. You started two and one. Your last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Out of the last 11, you went one and ten. One and ten out of your last 11. Last time you won was NFL week six. What happened in NFL week six? NFL week six. Okay, quick look at these, these scores. Colts beat the Jaguars. <laughs> Giants beat the Ravens. October. It was early October, mid-October. Wow. Okay. Anyway, not a way you want to finish the season. Bright, bigger and brighter things ahead. Hey, you know what? Bigger and brighter things ahead for him. I know it got uh, the HSE boys had a little bit of bad luck this year. They tried to fight it. They did what they could. It was a valiant effort, but again, it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough, unfortunately. And there we go, get an eight-game losing streak into, uh, into the next season, a four-game losing streak into the next season. I'm almost assuredly positive that an eight-game lose streak is the longest we've ever had in the league, just kind of looking down through the history of where people have finished at. Eight games has to be the longest current and historical losing streak that we've ever seen in the league. There may have been some uh, longer one that like rolled over year to year where it was like, oh, you know, finish on like a six game losing streak and like lose the first three the next year or something. But I don't think so. Let's go with eight games being the longest losing streak of all time. Uh, win totals. So if you remember back, I want to do a quick little episode about what I think is going to happen in the KML. Let me let's take you back. So... I tracked what I thought was going to happen this year. Just want to run through this quick, because I, I got to tell you what, guys. I kind of fucking nailed it. I only had two aberrations, I would say. Two, two people I missed significantly on. But other than that, I fucking nailed it, okay? Let's roll down through it. I thought Cream of the Crops was going to be this year's top seed with 11 total wins. What did he finish with? 10. And in third place, I was off by one game. Next up, I thought Captain Scurve was going to finish in second with 10 wins. What did he finish with? Nine. Off by one game. Three-stripe life. This is one of my misses. I thought he was going to have a good year. I thought he'd get to nine wins. He actually got to five. 
Womp womp, I was off by four games. Kbo Ghost, I thought it was gonna come in at fourth, he came in at second. Nine wins projected, got 11, only off by two. Samstown, I thought would finish fifth place with eight wins. What did he finish with? Fifth place with eight wins. Oh my God, was he fifth place? Double checking. Nope, sixth place with eight wins. Got him dead on. And finally, I thought J-Rod the Bod would get in as the sixth seed with seven wins. He got eight wins. He's actually the fifth seed. Only one game off. So I picked correctly five of the six playoff teams before week one even started, just based on what I saw coming out of draft. <laughs> I'm holding the door shut to keep Wiz out of here. I'm just saying. Teams I had missing playoffs, Team 88 I thought would win with seven, he actually won two. A little bit of a miss, five there. Vices I thought would win six, he won three. Jonathan Taylor, also AKA another injury, I thought would win six, he only won four. Reading Rainbow I missed significantly on, I apologize profusely, thought he'd win only four games based on historical results. Alas, he got 12. Off by eight, my biggest miss. Gordon Loco I thought would win four games, he won six. And Straight Bumps Homie I had in last place with three wins and he got six, because he worked his ass off. Congratulations. So I think I did pretty well on my predictions here. Predictions? Pro projections, thank you. Ah, prediction too. All right. I had to toot my own hair there. Little toot toot. Little toot toot. It's a little piece of shining light. Uh, what are we getting into next? So I did that, I did that, I did that. Trades and transactions, let's talk about it. Trades and transactions. There were none. Let's get into best and worst of the week. Best and worst of the week. Who had the best week? I think it was Reading Dwayne Bow had the best week. He put an absolute stinker up, and he still got the he still was able to get the win and get the number one seed. Anytime you can do that, it just touched by an angel, kiss from above, hand of God coming down and diddling him on the top of his head. And he it just continues to do what he's gonna do. It's the team of destiny this year, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Worst of the week? Who had it? Oh, let's think about this. I mean, it's kind of hard because what was a really strange thing, I don't know if this has ever happened before, I'm sure it has, but last week's games didn't move standings at all. There was zero movement between week 13 and week 14. All the teams in the playoffs won, all the teams that were out of playoffs lost, so there was zero movement in the standings whatsoever. I found that interesting, okay guys? Uh, who had the worst week? Let's go with the Vices having the worst week. Had a chance to get a win and the losing streak. Looked like it was all but in the bag. And then Ramondre Stevenson twists an angle early on Monday night football. And that's all she wrote. Skidding into playoffs. Backwards. Eight loss is in a row. Power rankings. Power rankings. Last edition of the Power Rankings this is the final Power Rankings for 2022 heading into playoffs. In last place. Down three spots to the spot that he rightfully deserves to be in, Gordon Lucko, the worst team in the KML at the end of the regular season, hands down. I don't think you can even remotely argue this. He scored by far the fewest points out of everybody. He's put up 50 points, barely, barely couldn't even get to 60 in the final week. He has the worst team. What a forgettable season for Mr. Gordon Lucko. Next up.
down one spot from last week, three stripe life. Vitaly, just, I mean, I know he finishes 11th place, but really not his fault. He had injuries up the up, up the ass. He tried to do everything he could. He made the right moves. He tried to pull the right strings, and it was just too much to handle, culminating with Kyler Murray tearing his ACL on the last game of the, <laughs> the whole season. If that doesn't just wrap up his entire season, I don't know what does. <sighs> Rough season for Vitaly, but the, the Plicker crew, I'm sure, will shake it off and come back next year better than ever. Who we got in 10th place? Up two spots by default, the Viceless. Simply because I like his team a little bit better than these other two, even though he put up 71 points, I still think that he had a better team than Three Stripe Life and Gordon Lucko. That's how power rankings work. Ninth place. Team 88, the hard luck team of the year. I don't think he was a playoff team. He traded himself out of playoffs pretty dang quick, but he definitely did not have the worst team in the league. It was a little bit of hard luck, a little bit of schedule working against him, but I think he had he finishes in ninth place for the final power rankings. Seventh place, eighth place. Let's do that before we get there. We'll do both. Seventh and eighth place unchanged from last week. Straight bumps, homie seven, another injury, eight. These guys just basically fall out. They're the, the best of the worst. They're definitely at big tier break between the playoff teams and the non-playoff teams, but these are really just the best of the bottom six. And I think I like straight bumps just a little bit better, a little more frisky than another injury, even though Jonathan Taylor started to play a little bit better down the stretch. Sixth place. Cream of the crops. I have fallen one spot into sixth place, being the worst of the remaining playoff teams. I mean, I'm, listen, it gets hard when you get to the final six because there's a lot of interchangeability here. The thing I worry about with Cream of the Crops is he might have a QB issue, and the QB has a tough schedule ahead. Again, also, he has Damian Pierce that has been nothing but awful. He's been terrible. He has something that looked like he's going to be an asset all the way through. Now is terrible, and he really doesn't have another running back to play. I mean, who's he going to play? Gibson? He's got Eckler locked in, but as far as a number two running back, he's got Gibson. And then after that, it gets real thin real quick, so I've got him down in sixth place. Fifth place. Falling one spot down, J-Rod the Bod, and this is simply because J-Rod the Bod has a significant QB issue. I like the rest of his team, pretty solid top to bottom, but the QBs keep getting injured, and I don't even know who's going to play. So I'm kind of curious to see how he deals with that, but I've got him in fifth place. Fourth place. Kbo Ghost down two spots to fourth place. It just ain't clicking for me yet. It's not clicking the way I want it to click. And I got one week to figure it the fuck out. So, fourth place for Kbo Ghost. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Third place up one, two, three spots is Samstown. Listen, he's Philly heavy. And Philly's playing awesome. And if Philly plays awesome... The team that's Philly heavy is going to play awesome. I don't see any reason that the Philadelphia Eagles would slow down. And as long as they don't slow down, I don't see any reason why Samstown won't slow down. And on top of that, he picked up Kamara for that good juju. Been a part of the championship team the last two or three years in a row. I forget how many, but it's been a bunch. And now he's got him on Samstown too, trying to continue the streak. He's just He's done a really nice job coming down the stretch here. I got him in third place. Let's talk about number one, number two. 
in second place, I have Reading Dwayne Bow falling one spot from last week. I'm sorry, you put it up 80 points. I gotta have you fall. I know you got the win, but 80 points, man, come on. Come on. And that means in first place, I have Captain Scurve as the best playoff team heading in. His team is firing on all cylinders. Things are looking great, and he's peaking at the right moment heading into playoffs. So, all he, I mean, as far as this today, you know, fucking September 14th, 2022 at 9.19 in the p.m., he is the team to beat. Stamp it, seal it, deliver it, seal it with a kiss, whatever you want to fucking call it. He's the top team. All right, let's get into, uh, before I get into picks, actually, I want to get into a little bit of roundtable talk. So, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but we'll get into it. First thing up is basically there was a question that we talked about last week, the whole trade deadline thing. I think even the lack of trades this week kind of shows that really we should probably have the trade deadline be before the week 13 games are played. That means two weeks out from the end of the regular season, everybody adjusts all their rosters. Everybody still everybody should still be in it. I mean, you think two weeks ago, Scott had a chance to be off keg watch, but just about every team had a chance to still make playoffs. So... I think if we set it to week the, the before week 13, then it kind of solves all these problems about these meaningless trades down the road. Maybe gets a little bit more action that last week as people trying to jockey for the last two weeks and then into playoffs for five. I kind of think that might be the sweet spot. We'll roundtable it. We'll talk about it a little bit more. I don't think doing it before week 14 really does the same effect because, you know, like example this year, there was no trades this week. So it wouldn't even mattered. And we still would have gotten that meaningless Scott trade between Jared and Scott. So I think before week 13 is the way to go there. Next one, 12 team playoffs. This is a God awful idea. I've outlined it. Shouldn't happen. I was slightly interested in maybe doing something where the lad, like making the ladder mean something like maybe the ladder is to buy the keg or something, you know, like uh, along those lines. Uh, I kind of steer away from that <laughs> just because I feel like you need to earn playoffs. You need to earn those last three weeks. You know, uh, fuck you. Well, you. Cause you sucked all year. You get to play the last three weeks. No, screw that. I think NFL doesn't do that. The other teams don't play exhibition games after this fucking season's over. So no, you guys are fucking out of here, but I'm willing to listen to arguments about making the ladder be like the winner of the ladder or like, or like the loser of the ladder is the one who ends up buying the keg. Maybe that's the way we can make it a couple more weeks in or something like that. But even that only extends it, I think, like two weeks because I believe the last place team is determined by the second week of playoffs or something like that. So it wouldn't even get to the week 17 games and still like end on whatever. You get my point. We'll talk about it more. We can round table it. Let's go. Um, schedule shuffle. This is where I want to spend a little bit of time. Hold on. I apologize in advance if I don't attribute the right things to the right people. I'm not even going to try. However, I like some of the ideas that are being kicked around. So, there's a couple of things we want to talk about here. I like the idea of the schedule shuffle overall because, A, it's more fun. We could do some sort of like show or some sort of get together. It would just be like another reason to get together in the middle of, of, of the summer. I know not 11 of the 12 owners love that. One of them doesn't, but still it would be a fun way to kind of have a reason to get together and do something fancy football related to kind of bridge that gap between last season and next season, kind of drum up a little bit of interest. So I'm all for it. I also like the idea. I forget who brought it up, but basically trying to weight the schedule in some way, shape or form. There's two ways that we could go around this, where basically do you go off last year's results or do you go off the historical results about who's a quote-unquote good team and who's a quote-unquote bad team? For 
My two cents. Going off of last year's record means diddly dick. I mean, you look like Vitaly has been historically an awesome team every fucking year. Every year. Number two overall, overall scored the most points overall on a per-per-game basis. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. And this year just had a down year. So why would he get rewarded next year for just getting a little bit unlucky for like a six-week period, seven-week period, or whatever it was, and all of a sudden he's going to get a, a tit schedule next year? Or, you know, even And even if you say like a tit schedule, what does that even mean? Because... You don't know how somebody's going to draft. You don't know how it's going to fucking play out. So there's going to be some randomness to this anyway, but I don't really like basing it off of last year's results because I don't think there's enough data points to be statistically significant. Yeah, I said it. It was brought up also possibly doing a weighted, some sort of like weighted lottery or something. And I like that a little bit more based off of the all-time records because then I think you kind of even out some of these natural fluctuations year over year. And then you maybe get a better picture of like who's in the top, who's in the bottom, who's in the middle. What might be a tougher matchup? You can't guarantee it, but who might be a tougher matchup? Who might be an easier matchup? Blah, blah, blah. You might be actually able to molest the schedule a little bit in those ways. So I kind of lean towards some sort of weighted lottery off of the all-time record. However, I think it is important that it is a lottery and not just an automatic bid. Because if we did an automatic bid, it was just like, you know, it's just set in stone that like the best team all-time automatically plays a two, three, and four you know, weeks one, two, and one, two, and three, or whatever, twice. I mean, that could go on for like five years in a row. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like these all-time records like fluctuate a ton year over year. So, I don't like the idea of kind of being locked into playing like the same three teams like three years in a row. I like the idea of maybe like a lot of variation. You know, seeing some different guys twice every year. I think that's nice. So, I don't really like locking it year over year. But I'm totally for doing some sort of like weighted average where there's a much greater chance that you get one of those top teams, but it's not guaranteed. Oh, what else do I want to talk about here? So, that in mind, there's been two ways to kind of handle this pulled up. And I, I like both of them. I don't know which one I like better, but I did want to outline them. Number one is doing some sort of like ping pong ball thing or something, which I think could be kind of cool, where basically the last place team all time, aka Scott, would be, <laughs> would have a chance to basically draw out of some sort of like random thing, who his week one opponent would be. And ba- I, I'm really giving the one, two, three, I think. You know, let him pick all three. It was week one, week two, week three, and in order. And then he's picking out of a bucket where this is where the weighting comes in, that basically like the 11th place team has 11 balls. The 10th place team has 10 balls. The 9th place team has nine balls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down. So he's got a, it's not guaranteed that he chooses the easiest three guys, but there's a better chance, but it's not locked in stone. I kind of like that because that'd be kind of fun to do. Obviously, not everybody can get a chance to draw because if Scott draws you in week two, that's your week two matchup already set. So when it becomes your turn, you've already got one, at least one matchup already set in stone. So you're only drawing out of the other runs, blah, 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 that kind of thing. I kind of like that. I think that could be kind of fun. The other way to do this, which I think mine had brought up, which I, I also kind of dig too, is giving the power to Scott or aka the last place team or whoever's whoever's been the worst in the league historically uh, and letting them say like, all right, it's basically your pick. And I think what we could do is kind of fun. We could like do this like at a party or something and then set a timer. So like every five minutes or whatever, every 10 minutes, somebody's making a pick. So it's not just like we're sitting there and like, cause this thing would be over in like 10 minutes. If we all just sat there and just kind of figured out like, Oh, Scott wants to play these three guys. And then so-and-so decides they want to pick these other two guys, like that kind of thing. It would just go over super fast. So I kind of like the idea of like doing a pick every so often, but basically saying, Scott, you get a chance to choose who you want to play week one, pick somebody. And he gets to pick one person. 
And then basically that he called out that motherfucker. He's like, I, you know, Bill, Scott, I want to play fucking Bill. And then Bill's pissed because Scott chose him. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking push your shit in. Da, da, da. All this, you know, I kind of like the idea of kind of fostering like I chose to play you. And now you're going to get fucked up type thing. I think that's a lot of fun. The one thing I don't know how to do is I don't know if we let, if we just like work our way up from the bottom to the top. So like, do we let Scott, you know, over 15 minutes, once every five minutes, pick his three people he's going to play twice. And then obviously those guys, all the other three guys already have a game set in. And then we go to like the next game up, which would be Jared in this instance. And then Jared gets to pick who he wants to play. And then it basically just keeps going up until the whole schedule is filled. Is that what happens? It could, it could kind of work. I don't know. We just got to figure out logistics. We got to talk about a little more. Got to hash it out. I think we have some time to do this, obviously. But I overall, I think it's a great idea to do some sort of schedule release event or schedule picking event or something as an excuse to get everybody together sometime late spring, early summer, you know, kind of right between uh, last game, Super Bowl, and then also draft. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, that wraps things up for that. Now, something I want to talk about before we get into... Sending off our bottom six teams. Give me a second here. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Too much talking. I need a co-host. All right. Something else we did. Something else we did. All right. By we, I mean me. I was curious to see, you know, we never do anything for like as far as like regular season title goes and as far as like most points during a season goes. So... I did a, a section off on the historical file off to the right called regular season titles. Who had the best record? Who had the most points? I just thought it'd be interesting to see year over year how many people had finished in the first place during the regular season and how many people had the most points during the regular season. Those two things are not guaranteed to be together. It was kind of interesting to see what happened here. So I called it kind of like the banners. I mean, it was like a banner section or whatever, because it really doesn't mean shit. It's not a championship, but it's like winning like your division. Like, oh, NFC East champs, you know, AFC South champs. Like, okay, great, good for you. Air clap, but in the long scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. But still, it's nice to at least like recognize. As far as regular season titles goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the ten, of the 12 teams have been the best record in the league, and three teams have been the best record in the league twice. Vitaly in 18 and 14, Rob in 20 and 21, back to back. And then Wingus in 19 and 15, those three guys have had the best record in the league twice over the last 10 years. <laughs> kind of interesting. For most points, that title was a little more interesting than the other side. Here is why. One, two, three, four. Only five teams have ever scored the most points in the league. Those teams are me in 22 and 16. That's two. Vitaly has it three times, 19, 18, and 14. Rob did it in 13, the season he won. Wingus did it in 15. And then Jared has done it three times, 21, 20, and 17. Good job getting all those points. He's only been finished in first place in 17. Again, has only finished third place twice in 2020 and 2017. I thought that was interesting, though. See how only one, two, three, four, five of the teams have ever scored the most points in the league. Oh, what else can we fucking look at here out of this? Anything else I'm going to kind of call out? Anyway, you can check that out if you want to see. Uh, yeah, just kind of interesting to see. You know, kind of interesting to see. Wait, I want to see something here. How often did the winner... So, like, when I won in 16, I was the title for most points. When Vit won in 19... He was the title for most points. 
When Rob won in 13, he was the title for most points. When Turo won in 18, he ain't shit. When Wingus won in 17 and 21, he didn't he didn't finish the season first, and he didn't finish the season with most points. Interesting. Monat won in 15, he didn't have either one. Moto won in 20, he didn't have either one. And then finally, Joel won in 14, he didn't have either. Oh, he did finish with the most wins, but did not have the most. Oh, no, he didn't. Sorry, he didn't finish with the other one in 14. Interesting. All right, enough of that. Fuck, that wasn't even goddamn interesting. Let's get into sending off our six teams that did not make it to playoffs and therefore their season is over. I'm going to go from the bottom to the top in this one. First up, Team 88. Watson liked your team the best out of draft. I'm gonna, I might do a deep dive later. I'm just going to fucking rip through this. You were ranked supposed to have number one out of draft, and you finished in 12. You went from first to worst. I wish I could say... <laughs> And listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk out of my ass for a bit because I'm not going through and actually looking to see like what trades were made, what injuries were made. I'm just gonna go by feel. I don't feel like this was injury related. I don't feel like this was bad luck necessarily. Well, okay, I should, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. It definitely wasn't injury related, but it was definitely a combination of bad trades, which weakened your roster, and then also a little bit of bad luck as far as the schedule went. You were the unluckiest team this year. We had that beautiful analysis that Mr. Rogers and Mr. Minot did together. Mr. Rogers did by himself, but Minot took credit for. Whatever. He didn't take credit for it, but he was doing something else at the same time, so I got confused. Rogers did a thing where basically, <coughs> excuse me, wanted to see if... Each team had played every other team's schedule, blah, blah, blah. How would it look? And obviously, Scott's schedule would have looked a lot better if he played other teams' schedules. I don't know if that makes sense what I just said, but you get the point. Brighter things ahead for you, Scott. Medium Thoman. Uh, I don't know why I said... What, medium is not a middle name. Shiloh. Scott Shiloh. SST. Oh, I like it. Uh, so, yeah. Scott... Head up. It wasn't your fault this year except for the bad trades. <laughs> but man, you had a good team coming out of draft. It just didn't work out, man. Uh, next up, who's out? The Viceless. Eight game lose streak, streak to start, uh, to finish. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but lost eight games in a row. At one point was two and one on top of the world, looking like he had another good team, and then things just went to the pooper. I just don't think it was a good team. I'm sorry. I just don't think it was a good team. I mean, I never had you in playoffs. I, I just, I didn't ever, I didn't really like your draft. I didn't like what you did at draft. I didn't see any, a couple of your trades were okay and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you just, your team never, never did anything for me. It really, I just didn't, it was fine. Whatever. Where'd you start off? Viceless was supposed to be eighth. He finished in 11th, according to Mr. Watson. So not too much difference. I mean, he wasn't predicted to be in playoffs. Didn't fall out or anything like that. Viceless. TTYL. Better luck next year. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Who's up next? Another injury. The other of the HSE boys. Do you think it chaps either one of them's butt to 
finish ahead or below? Is there like a, a like a, a, a head-to-head rivalry thing there? Like who has the HSE to boys title? <laughs> Who's got the belt as the better of the two HSE boys? What's it been like? Let's take a look at the historical. I'm just curious. This HSE boy, you know, rivalry here. Joel gets him this week or this year. Uh, he got him last. No. Where's Moto? Oh, yeah. Nope. Not in 2020. Moto had a good year then. I mean, this is the first year that Joel has beat Moto in one, two, three, four, four years. The last time Joel beat Moto was in 2017 and they tied the same record, just it was a tie break. There's some trends. There's some trends, man. And I'll tell you what, I'd want to get off the trend if I could do it. Uh, Joel, I mean, there's two big things here. I mean, well, not two big things. There's one big thing about why your season went the way it did. I know you can say another injury, I know, blah, blah, blah. No, $97 where the fuck it was on Jonathan Taylor. That's the whole thing. That was the whole thing. And the, the thing is, I think you knew it was a big mistake when you did it. What was it? $96. Set a record. <laughs> one half. One half of your entire team's budget was spent on one man. And then, of course, that man did not play well. And when he didn't play well, your team didn't play well. I mean, that's all it comes down to. It was one thing. Fucking, <laughs> fucking $96. Unbelievable. Unforgivable. Next up, who do we have? Uh, back to the stands here. <coughs> I can drink beer a little bit faster here. Three Stripe Life. Three Stripe Life, listen. You had an awesome team. You really did. You had a fucking awesome team and then you had like like literally probably one of the best three or four teams in the league i would have said just injuries just hammered you cup i don't i'm not even sure who else because you've dropped people in there but i just remember i think the whole thing with you was just injuries 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 you couldn't shake the injury bug it didn't work out well and then a couple of your other your hot shit guys were supposed to come around like kyla never played the way he was supposed to i think you had dk metcalf from dk metcalf it just didn't no you never dk metcalf but uh, yeah. uh, Kamara, that was what I was thinking of. Kamara, Kamara didn't play that way. I mean, you had all these beautiful, beautiful individuals. And they just, you know, the guy, not, nothing popped for you. I feel like you, not one of your guys, like, performed above what he was supposed to. Like, no, nobody ever, like, relevance at least. And you tried to fight it to your, 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 uh... I've lost my train of thought. To your credit, there you go. You tried to fight, you know, to your credit, you tried to fight it, you did what you could. And still, it just wasn't enough. Sometimes these seasons happen, man. It was just one of those seasons. Is this your worst season ever? Checking. Vit, five and nine this week. Seven and seven last year. Eight and five the year before. Nine and four. Eleven and two. Oh, three and ten. 2017 was a bad year. Fighting for 11. Three and ten. Yikes. Okay, so again, 2017, last time you were even remotely down there. Just shake it off, man. No big deal. Better luck next year. Who's up next? After Vitaly, we had Gordon Lucko. <sighs> Let me think about how I can talk about Gordon Lucko's team by being factually correct and not being mean. Because again, I'm not, I'm not mean this time. I... <sighs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just didn't, I never liked, at no point during the season, at no point did I, during the season, did I like your team in the slightest fact. I just, I never, none of your guys were good. None of your guys were, were, were league winning guys. None of your guys were guys that had a hell of a lot of upside. I don't know what you did at draft. I really don't. It wasn't good though. And that's why I projected you for four fucking wins. I mean, and I honestly, it's a, it's an absolute stone cold miracle. You're at six. So your season, I attribute to poor drafting, poor, I'm not going to say roster management because you draft shitty, you're going to have a shitty roster. There's not a whole lot to manage out of shit. Shit out of shit makes shit. But poor drafting, poor player evaluation, and maybe a little bit just, just right on the coattails of three solid years. Just maybe, just maybe a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Get your fucking shit together. Who do we got finally? We have Straight Bums Homie. And actually... It's kind of a weird thing because even though this is a funeral for Straight Bums Homie, I got I almost got to give you props for fucking getting to six wins. I thought you were gonna win three games. You were playing with house money. You're the first two time. It doesn't even, it like literally this season did not matter a fuck what you did, and you just went into draft and you <laughs> said you know what fuck this. You basically could have done draft the entire time, just double birds the entire league, being like I'm the two time. I don't give a fuck about this. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna fucking do, and it didn't work out. Big surprise. But I mean, I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster drafting all the rookies because I thought it'd be the type of team you'd go like one in seven and then might like win like 50% of the way out or something like that. I thought it was going to be the something like that and finish like four and whatever, you know, so to even get to six wins and actually have a shot at playoffs in the last see in the last week, if things actually went your fucking way is actually, you know, pretty fucking, I mean, it's pretty good, man. I got to tell you, like, is that, hold on, that might be too much. That's too much clapping. Too much clapping. It's more like, you know, a little clap. A baby clap. You got, we were the best of the worst. You fought it. And I think you've got good momentum going into next year. And from all, from what I hear, my sources tell me you've got a whole new, brand new draft strategy going into next year that you're excited to polish off and reveal to the entire league. I can't wait to see it. Bated breath to know what that thing is actually going to be. Playoff preview. Do I want to do it? I got to do it now. Do it. Fuck. I want to fucking do playoff preview. Okay, fuck. Hold on. I can make this music. The energy's low. All right. A little bit of reset. Hold on. Playoff preview. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go now, here we go now. Playoff preview. Alright, alright, we're back, we're back. I was slouched in my chair, I wasn't sitting up, I wasn't thinking clearly. Playoff preview. How do I want to do this? I'm going to do it like I did last year. First team I want to talk about is Samstown. Let's take a look at what he's doing. Now, if you remember, I had him third in power rankings. Let me tell you why he's definitely winning the motherfucking championship. And everybody, all of us just gotta get the fuck off the rails. There's one reason for him 
Y is going to win the championship. It begins with the letter P, and it ends with the letter Illies. Nope, not Illies, Eagles. <laughs> it begins with the letter P, and it ends with Philadelphia. He is Eagles heavy. The Eagles. The Eagles are heavy. He's got Jalen Hurts. He's got Miles Sanders. He's got AJ Brown. He's got don't don't know that's not even Eagle, but he's got fucking he's got the, the all the guys in the Eagles you would want. He's got them. And let me read to you on the season: Jalen Hurts, QB one; Miles Sanders, QB or RB eight; AJ Brown, wide receiver five. Those guys are the basically the engine of his fucking team. And let me tell you something: you want to know who he has in the fucking next three weeks? Chicago, awful defense. Dallas, good defense. However, that's a rivalry game. They're going to play their fucking ass off, and they're on turf, and they're going to be fast as hell. That game is going to be high scoring. And then to finish off in championship week, New Orleans, who's going to be absolutely dead to rights, might be playing backups on defense by then just to see what they got going to next year. These next three matchups are going to fucking smash for Philadelphia. It's not even close. I mean, it's just, just lock in out of those three guys. Well, you got Hertz for at least a minimum of 25. You got Sanders for at least a minimum of 10 and probably 15. There's 40 right there. And then Brown, minimum 10, probably popping off for 20 here and there. Call it 15 to split the difference. That's 55-point baseline. Boom. And if you're just trying to get to about 110, I mean, you're already halfway there with three guys and six left. It's an unbelievable mix. And then, as if that isn't enough, he's sticking in the NFC beast with Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz on the Cowboys. You're going to love that week 16 game. You got like seven guys in it. Watch one game, see everybody play. DK Metcalf rounding out the wide receiver room. He's playing awesome. And then he's got the juju. What do you, I mean, listen, here's how you want to know how Samstown's fucking unbelievable and going to win the whole fucking shit. I didn't even mention the name Alvin Kamara yet. We're fucking nine players, no, seven players deep. And I'm just now talking about, I mentioned the goddamn tight end before I mentioned Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, who on Christmas Day dropped down from the heavens like Santa Claus, fucking put presents under the tree in the favor of fucking six TDs one year. The juju off the fucking charts. And then for the worthless positions, the positions where you're like, oh, I'll just try to like stream this. No, 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 no. Dallas Cowboys defense, who's fighting for a playoff spot. Every game matters. They're gonna be flying all over the fucking place. And then he's got Young Ho, Young Wei. He's got Young Wei Koo, who was a fucking stud last year and could pop off at any time. This fucking team, man. Top to bottom, absolutely stacked. NFC Beast heavy. Schedule lining up perfectly. Juju of Kamara. I mean, what am I having? Yeah, three, three's about right. This team's fucking gotta be one of, on the fucking short list of teams that can win it all. There's no goddamn way this team's going to win the fucking championship. And I'm going to lay it out right now for you. Philly. there's Philly is not going to keep playing as hard as they are. They're gonna, At some point, they're going to start ratcheting the shit back because they've got a commanding lead. They're going to already be in playoffs, and they're going to be more focused about what's going on out of the regular season than what's happening in Week 17 Championship Week. 
especially if they win that Dallas game. So really, Samstown's kind of fucked here. He's going to do great this week. I love him against the Bears. He's going to be just fine with all these fucking Philadelphia boys all over the Bears. Even that matchup might go sideways because if they score too many points in the first half and the Bears can't move the ball, which is entirely possible, all of a sudden it might just be a backup fest. Gainwell's getting a bunch of carries, blah, blah, blah. Guys aren't on the field for like the fourth quarter, which just cuts your production in, you know, at least a quarter and probably more like 33% or some shit. So I think he can buy round one, but he's got a massive problem in week 16. I know it just laid out. I thought that game's going to be high scoring. Fuck no, that game's not going to be high scoring. The problem is he's got both ends of the fucking coin here. So if that game goes high scoring, his defense is going to get negative fucking points. So it's like he's basically shooting himself in the foot by going across, crossing streams here where he's got the Dallas defense. He's got, you know, Dallas guys. It's like as Philly plays better, the Dallas defense plays worse. So he's really capping his high end here. And I think he's got a huge problem in week 16. Even if he can sneak by week 16 and get to the championship game, by then, if Phil, if, if he wins in 16, let's be real. If Turo wins in week in the semis in week 16, that means Philadelphia beat the, beat the Cowboys. That means they're going to have a commanding lead in week 17, and they will fucking take no chances with their star guys, which is the entirety of Turo's team. So I think he's got a real fucking issue here. Getting into, I know he's got, he's got a good team, whatever. But I think he's got a real issue on a matchup basis, and I don't think there's any chance in hell that he fucking wins the championship. Next team I'm talking about is J-Rod the Bod, our fifth seed, fifth in power rankings as well. This team is so fucking due. This owner is so fucking due. J-Rod the Bod is currently second to last in the league all time. 59 wins, 73 losses, has sucked. However, not his fault. He is the one, two, three, four, fifth highest point scorer in the entire league. So he's fifth highest point scored, 11th. That's just bad luck. There's no way to slice that. That's just bad luck, bad matchups. He has lead, led the league in points in 20, 21, and 17. Unbelievable. He's one of only two teams in the entire league to lead the team the whole season in points for three times in a row. And yet he has no first place finishes, no second place finishes, has finished third in 20 and 17, and that's it. He's so due for a deep playoff run. And this is the motherfucking year. His team is primed for a run. Yes, he has QB issues. However, who does he have? Trevor Lawrence, who's been actually finally, for the first time in his fucking career, the last like two or three weeks, playing like a number one overall pick, playing like a top 10 QB in this fucking league. And he's catching him at the right fucking time. Running back position, he picks up Dalvin Cook, who has underperformed this year. He's running back 10 on the year, but I bet we people had him in the top five. So he's just waiting to pop off on a high-powered Vikings offense. Donta Foreman plays for Carolina. He's his RB1. Donta Foreman, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Carolina. They do nothing but run the ball. <laughs> they don't, they, all they do is pound the rock. And Donta has been fucking good at it. Him and Chubb, Chuba have been great at pounding the rock, so I don't hate that. Donta Foreman as a running back, too, totally fine. 
here's where the strength really kicks in. Devontae Adams, dominant wide receiver, playing for a high-powered offense. Yeah, a lot of fluctuation. Their defense sucks, so they're going to give a point. Exactly the situation you want. You want a high-powered offense with a terrible defense. Welcome to the Las Vegas Raiders. Keenan Allen, finally healthy after all year with something to prove. Chargers playing better, trending up, looking fucking good. And then at tight end, David Njoku. David Njoku, on the season, tight end 10 and has missed like half the fucking games. I'm telling you, he's a top four tight end, maybe top three. He's awesome. And he's playing for the Browns, who are playing for a playoff spot, are going to be playing for something, and he's going to be heavily involved in that offense. DeAndre Swift who has been hurt for much of the season, but is by far the superior running back from a talent standpoint, especially a pass-catching standpoint, instead of Jamal Williams. And that Detroit team's fun. That Detroit team's frisky. And he has the piece that you want, the piece that can pop, the piece that can get three touchdowns, two receiving, one rushing. He's got him in his flex. He's also set himself up with Chiefs defense, Tiny City Titans defense. Those guys have a great combined roster going, or schedules going into playoffs between the two and Justin Tucker as just a little cherry on top of this unbelievably beautiful Sunday. You combine with the fact that he has a QB who's peaking. He has running backs who should be doing a little bit better than they are, but are definitely trending up. Wide receivers, one who's a fucking stud and another one who's is trending up as well. And Joku, who's trending up. Everybody is trending. Swift getting healthy, trending. His entire fucking team is trending up. We might be one week away. If he can get past his first week, he might just get better and better every week. You might see one of those situations where he goes through playoffs, scores whatever, 110 week one, 125 week two, 150 week three. Boom, boom, boom. Entirely within the realm of possibility. And then on top of that, you take into consideration that he is completely overdue for kind of a regression to the mean of the luck that he's had. I'm pretty hard-pressed to find a fucking reason he doesn't very minimum make the ship to finish for his first top two finish, but most likely win the whole fucking thing. There's no chance in hell. There's no chance in hell that Jared could possibly win this fucking thing. Okay. You're going to tell me that the championship team is going to start Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, Donta Foreman at running back, Keenan Allen, a wide receiver, and David Njoku, who I don't believe got drafted at tight end. There's no fucking way. You mean, first off, listen. <laughs> listen. These guys, I will admit, have a little bit of potential, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Each of these, well, these fucking guys are Mr. Jekyll and, and uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You don't know what you're going to get week to week. So basically, the only reason... Essentially, it's like you got to sit down. Imagine you're sitting at a fucking table in the casino and you're like, you know what? What was this game? Oh, it's called fucking flip a coin. Fucking heads and tails. I'll tell you what. You got For Jared to win the fucking championship, he basically has to flip heads like 15 times in a row. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, you have the guys to do it because you have a fucking 50-50 chance on each of these fucking guys. But you got you to gotta nail it. And it's not going to happen. The odds are stacked up against him. They just are. Historically speaking, there's a reason he's the 11th worst team, or the uh, the yeah uh, the second worst 11th best team in the league, down in 11th place here. That ain't a fluke. We have enough data points to know that ain't a motherfucking fluke. And on top of that, he's going in here with a hobbled roster that's held together with fucking duct tape. God forbid any of these guys goes down. 
I mean, what? And then on top of that, you look. Even if he, some of these guys get healthy, like, are you going to start Lamar his first game back? No, can't do that. You going to start Waller his first game back in like nine weeks? No, you're not going to do that. Fuck that. Like, this team's awful. This team's terrible. This literally might be. I got him ranked fifth. He might be the worst playoff team that we fucking have. Honestly, there's no fucking way he's winning the fucking thing. Who's next? He's next. <laughs> got him. <he>. Got him. <laughs> mm. Fourth place. Who do we have? Captain Skurf. Let's talk about it. <sighs> the team I have as the number one power ranked team heading into playoffs. <laughs> Listen, I might not even need to make an argument for this team. I might just need to read names to your ears. Let me just read some names. This is his fucking team that he has put together. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, number two in the year. Derek Henry, running back, number four in the year. Josh Jacobs, running back, number one on the year. Marquise Brown, wide receiver, number 44 on the year. However, been out for like 10 fucking weeks. Finally back, finally getting healthy, looking good. If you took, I think he was, I think he was wide receiver one through the first like four weeks before he got hurt or something. He was awesome. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Next year's number one overall pick, Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver one on the year. Tight end, Gerald Everett. Wide, uh, tight end 12, who gives a fuck, whatever. Still good. Flex position, J.K. Dobbins, who was supposed to be unbelievable coming in a draft, had a little bit of injury, blah, blah, blah. He finally looks healthy. He finally looks good, and he played well last week, so he might be ramping it up real fucking quick defense eagles four on the year kicker daniel carlson two on the year so this fucking team has the second best quarterback the number one and number four running back the number one and honestly probably like a top 10 wide receiver a tight end who gives a fuck the best kicker or no not the second best kicker and the fourth best defense you show me a fucking hole on this team because I can't find one. This is unbelievable. This fucking lineup he's got. Everybody's healthy. Everybody looks good. And he's, he's spread it around too. He's not heavy in one area. So it's not like one team stinks it up that week. He's, he's, he's not doubled up anywhere except for like Las Vegas and fucking kicker and who cares a shit. It's unbelievable. I'm telling you, this team is dynamite. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is a fucking unbelievable team. They get Derrick Henry who only plays better and better through the fucking thing. <sighs> Listen. I know what the bit is, okay? I know what the bit is. I literally... <laughs> I don't... I don't see... Hold on, let me, let me see if I can figure out a way that Mina doesn't win the championship. Uh, hold on, what's, what's the... 
Ah, uh, where's the fucking... How do I see that? Here we go. Playoff bracket. So he's in that one. He's got to play Jared. Then he plays fucking Rogers. The only way Monet doesn't win the championship, and I'm going to tell you this right now, the only way Monet doesn't win the championship is if Rogers beats him next week because Rogers is touched by an angel. Everything's come up Rogers the entire fucking season. There's never been one one week. There's never been one. In, there's nothing, nothing has ever gone against Rogers to date of significance. <clears throat> so the only way that Monet doesn't win the championship is if Rogers is able to get by him next week, NFL Week 16. That's it. And I'm telling you, the only way that happens is if fucking, you know, again, there's a weird injury with Minus team or whatever, something like that. Like, it's just like Rodgers continuing to Rodgers his way to a fucking championship. That's the only way I see Minot not fucking win. The, I can't even, I know what the bit is. I know the bit is, oh, they fucking sucks. I, this team's awesome. Okay, this is not a reverse jinx. This team is fucking awesome. There's a reason I got number one in the power rankings. He's done an unbelievable job. And on top of that, he hasn't talked about it one bit. Fucking flew on the radar. He fucking sneaky snake, sneaky snake. I'm a snake. Fucking doing this without letting anybody know. And now he's got himself in this position with three weeks to go, three games away from toe two time. And I think I think he's got it. I really do. He's my I'm spoiler alert, he's my fucking pick for who wins the championship. These nuts. <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy about it. You know, I'm not doing this for like, you know, just his team's fucking good, man. His team's fucking good. Move me. Third place. My bottom ranked team heading into playoffs. Bill, Carl, Mitchell, cream of the crops. Ten and four, third place on the year. All right, listen. Again, I know what the bit is. Let me try to lay this out. How Bill could possibly win this shit. How Bill could possibly win this shit is... <laughs> Hold on, I gotta think, I gotta think, oh, I gotta think. Oh, Bill, how are you gonna win this? What is your fucking roadmap to winning this? Listen, I know you're 10 and 4. But boy, this team, man. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Phil, there's no way you're winning. There's no way you're winning. I'm sorry. I can't even. I literally, I'm trying to figure out a way to like give you an argument about how you're gonna fucking make this happen, but I don't see it, man. I mean, quarterback position, Tua. Tua has been awful. He's been awful. And then on top of this, in a must-win situation, he has to go to Buffalo, which I think the weather's supposed to be shitty. So not only are you playing the Buffalo defense and hostile environment, it's also shitty weather on top of that. And you're in a fucking South Florida team having to go to fucking snowy Lake Effect, snow New York. That's awful. 
Austin Eckler, awesome. You're one. It's a little piece of shining light. Damian Pierce, I don't even know if he plays. He's doubtful. If he does, you clearly can't trust him. Juju Smith-Schuster, a fucking crapshoot with Kansas City who has a great offense, but if you don't have Kelsey, like, what are you going to do? You just cr cross your fingers and hope and pray. CeeDee Lamb's been fine, but he hasn't been awesome. Like, I don't think you can, like, lean on him. Pat Fryermuth, he's been all, he's been okay, but tight end, who gives a shit? Michael Gallup? You're starting two Dallas wide receivers? <sighs> Who have to play the Philadelphia defense next week? You're starting to raise your defense against New England? You just, you hold on. You're don't do that. First off, don't do don't start Raiders defense against New England. It's literally Bill Belichick going against Josh McDaniels. You don't start the Raiders defense against New England. They're going to fucking hammer them next week. Book it. There's no way Bill Pelichuk is losing to Josh McDaniels. Right now, I'm telling you, right now, it ain't happening. And then your bench is thin. I mean, you got a lobby. He's awesome. But Antonio Gibson is going to be a running back. Rondale Miller on, on injured reserve. Like, why are you not? I mean, Dallas Godier coming back. You'll probably play him if he comes back. But uh, drop some people. I don't know what for. I don't know. Christian Watson, he's not even cracking your roster over Gallup? I don't agree with you, what you've done here. I don't agree with who you're starting, what you're doing. And I don't I don't think there's any I don't think there's any conceivable way that you're able to beat three teams that are no, no matter who you play, I'm sorry, they're going to be better than you. So you have to have basically three upsets in a row to get out of there. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Here we go. Uh where was I? Where's the we're, we're back. We're back. We're back. I'm sorry. Uh, we were, oh God, oh God, oh God. Now I gotta fight it. You know what, Bill? We're back. I'm sorry. Me. I know I did this reverse where I just basically told you how there's no way you're gonna fucking win the championship. But you know how you are gonna win the championship? Is by having three upsets because this shit happens all the time in this league. Wingus did it last year out of the fucking six seed. I know you're not six seed, but he had the worst team. He fucking came out of there and fucking won it all. Five seed Moto won it the year before. I mean,. Our, our league has a pretty strong history of the lower seeds, four, five, six, winning the whole damn thing. Out of Listen, bottom half, we what, with nine years in the books? We have one, two, three, four. Four of the nine championships have come outside of the top three seeds. So you're in the spot you want to be. There's actually a greater chance that being a lower three seed is better than being a top three seed. Congratulations. That is the reason you may have a shot. No, there's no fucking way you're not. No, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no fucking way that you're winning. I'm sorry. Whatever, bitch. Give me a chicken sandwich and some waffles. Your, your season's fucking done. Your season's fucking done. It was a good run though. Congratulations. These nuts. Ha! Got him. Ha! Oh, what else should we fucking play here? I want to play. What do we got? Three teams left? No, two teams left? Two teams left. Whatever, at this point we'll just fucking choose something. Uh, sure. Cabo Ghosts. Now this is a team. <laughs> now this is a team I can make a fucking case for. Here's why. I'm, I'm guaranteed to win the championship. Everything I've done this year has led up to me putting myself in a position for these three fucking weeks coming up right now. And not even three weeks. These two weeks. 
first feather in my cap, if you will, the bye week. Automatically past that first fucking wonky ass week, we're guaranteed to play two games. Out of here, to guaranteed. Just gotta win one to win money. Fuck that. I don't give a shit about the money. I want the fucking trophy back home where it belongs. Back in my safe and loving arms. And here's why it's gonna happen. My team is fucking awesome. My team has played like dog shit these last like four weeks. And what am I on? A six-game win streak. Is it a six-game win streak? Hold on. Let me let me vet that. Vetting. Six game win streak. And let me tell you something. Out of maybe one of those six weeks, have I actually felt like my team played well. Every other week, my team, I thought, played like dog shit. And I'm winning six in a row, putting up 120 a fucking week. I have not had a week where everybody fucking popped off. Yet. Yet. QB position, Josh Allen. He's played like dog shit the last four or five weeks awful he started off like gangbusters he's played like dog shit he may be injured who gives a fuck he's played like shit he's gonna turn it on when it matters running back position christian mccaffrey he's my one little bright spot he's been playing very well everything coming up roses for christian mccaffrey elijah mitchell gonna split time Uh uh-oh knee see you later bitch gone christian mccaffrey in the backfield alone well they have a lot of weapons they have Kittle. they have debo nope they don't have debo see you later bitch well, you know, Garoppolo, yeah, Garoppolo, you know, you get... Uh, nope, Garoppolo gone, Purdy in, Purdy hot. Purdy percolated. Purdy throwing the fucking ball around. And on top of that, Purdy, a rookie, seventh round. So you know what rookies in the seventh round like to do? They like to look their first read deep. They don't see it. Check down McCaffrey. Boom, 20 yards. Screen passes all fucking day. Saquon Barkley, a team fighting for a playoff spot, and they have one good guy. Where do you think the ball's going? You don't gotta be fucking Einstein to figure this shit out, man. It's very fucking simple. Connect A to B, B to C, C to D, boom. There's your goddamn answer. Let's talk about the wide receiver position. Who's he got? Oh, I don't know. Tyreek Hill, up here setting fucking records. Two on the year. Who else has he got? Oh, look at this guy. DeAndre Hopkins, motherfucking target monster. Target, monster, nuke, 10 a game, book it. Tight end position, Mark Andrews. He has been dog shit. And remember at draft, there was a little bit of a, eh, is it Kelsey, is it Andrews? Is it Andrews, is it Kelsey? Man, 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 nobody knows. That's where he's at. He's actually in the conversation with Kelsey and he's played awful this year. If he turns it on, look the fuck out. Listen, hold on. Here's what, oh my God. (laughs) Let me talk about this for you a second. Mark Andrews, let me just read off his last couple weeks here. I'm gonna read them off to you, okay? This is a microcosm. Here's his last score starting week 14. 2.7, 7.4, 9, 9.3, hurt, bye week, 4.8, 0.4. Those are all of his fucking weeks since week seven. Now, if I said those numbers to you and you asked me, what or I asked you what what would you think he's on is on the year? Like I eh, probably like tight end eight, tight end nine. No, tight end two, motherfucker. If he turns this shit on, look the fuck out. Look the fuck out. You kidding me? You're gonna tell me he's gonna go fucking nine, ten, eleven weeks scoring single digits? My fucking god. 
flex position. Who gives a fuck? After the fucking murderer's row I just fucking laid out at you? At your fucking feet? You think flex position matters? Oh, but I'll just hit you with this. I got options. I have the Denver Broncos starting. <laughs> yeah, I could. Okay, I couldn't get there with Latavius Murray. I have Latavius Murray. He could get, probably get me maybe double digits. He's going to be fine. I got the Gus bus, whatever. I got Jamison Williams just waiting in my back pocket. When Jamison Williams pops the fuck off this week, proves he's healthy, proves he's the hot new rookie. If you remember, could have been the best rookie in this class if it wasn't for the ACL. Would have been projected number one. If it wasn't for the fucking ACL, if he's healthy and he's in that fucking Detroit offense and he's got one more week where I don't need him and he gets fucking made better. Oh my fucking God. I know I've already said enough, but let me walk you through the defense. I have 49ers defense. I have Broncos defense. Who do the Broncos play in week 16? It's the Los Angeles Rams and Baker Mayfield. Uh-oh, you think that's going to go well for Baker? The one bright spot of the entire Broncos season is the fact that they have a fucking dominant defense. Who do the 49ers play in championship week? Uh-oh, it's Las Vegas. A team teetering on the edge of completely imploding. That team just wants to die and roll over. And who better than the best defense in the motherfucking league to do that for them in week 17? Kicker position, Tyler Bass, just because I like getting an extra point every time Josh Allen does something good. This team is, listen, if I can't win with this team that I've assembled, quite possibly in the conversation for one of the best fantasy teams we've ever seen assembled, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, I've done, I've done everything I could possibly do. Have you seen the Fantasy Pros Power Rankings? We've never seen anything like this. I'm at 100. The next closest team is like 79. Usually you see like 100 and like a 94, 95, blah, 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 blah. No, 70 fucking nine earlier this year. Is it still 79? I don't know. I've looked in a while because it doesn't, it doesn't even fucking matter. It's ridiculous. All my team has to do is play semi-decent. And I'm guaranteed a, a, a trip to the championship. If my team pops off, for all I'm asking is for two weeks of popping off, Nobody can hang. Nobody can hang. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. I really am. I'm going to tell you why. <sighs> this is no bullshit. I have no eye and involved, obviously, but I just going off my gut feeling. Josh Allen is hurt. There's a reason he started off hot and he's been like dog shit because he's playing through an injury. He's been hurt. Christian McCaffrey is one turned angle away from just absolutely shitting the bed. I mean, we it's unbelievable he's played a full season to date. I can't believe I knock on wood every time I walk by fucking wood. It's crazy. He it's unbelievably still healthy. He's a, a second away from fucking missing four games at any point. Saquon Barkley is a hundred percent hurt. He hasn't looked good in 10 weeks. He's been fucking awful. I mean, this team is awful. This team was gonna probably lose out from here. And he He's looked terrible. DeAndre Hopkins just lost the only reason he's good, Kyler Murray, to an ankle injury. Tyreek Hill, he's still good. However, he gets he's got a tough schedule, and Tua's been playing like shit. Like, if Tua can't get him the ball, he ain't going to be good. And so if Tua, him and Tua are so closely tied, and I don't like what Tua's doing, Mark Andrews hasn't been right forever, and now he's on a third-string QB? Are you kidding me? He ain't going to do shit. My flex position is a goddamn disaster. I'm grasping at straws. My only bright spot is maybe defense, which is a bunch of crap shoot anyway. 
And then a kicker. Who gives a fuck? You know, it's like, I'm so fucked. I really am. I really, I'm not in a good spot. These guys are hurt. I'm good. If I'm, I got to get lucky. I'm going to need a little help from my opposing teams that nobody else pops off. Cause I honest to God, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to hang with anybody. I think my cap every week is going to be like 115, maybe, maybe 120. And I'm really fucking worried about it. I think I'm kind of screwed here, but at least hopefully I can still finish in the top three and get a little bit of money back and have something to fucking hang my hat on. But it's not, it really is not where I want to be. It really is not where I want to be. Let's get into the fucking, uh, the fucking champ here. Not the champ, regular season champ. Our regular season champion, Reading Dwayne Bow. Listen. I don't even like want to talk about his roster. Because quite honestly, his roster's fine. His roster's fine. Joe Burrow, a fine QB, but not the best. Nick Chubb, used to be the best running back, been kind of slipping a little bit. Isaiah Pacheco, sure, throw that dart, see what happens. Stephon Diggs, awesome. Amari Cooper, surprisingly good. Wide receiver 12. Travis Kelsey, hang your hat on that coat hook and you just ride him as long as you can, baby boy. Brandon Ayuk, been looking okay. Browns defense, Nick, but whatever. Roster is fine. Roster not awesome. However, everything this season has been pointing to a Rodgers championship. It's never been more clear. He's made zero trades. The only team to make no trades this year, by the way, by like four. I think even the, the, the least traded. Wait, hold on. Let me look at that. What's a transaction counter? Boom. Yeah, the, the, the other team that traded the least was Captain Scurve 2, and he's got zero. He's made no trades. He's got the least number of acquisitions, 16 on the year. He's got the least number of drops, 15 on the year. I guess that makes sense. He's got the least number of activations on the year. He's been just steady Eddie the entire fucking time. No trades. Not really picking guys up. Not really dropping guys. Not doing a whole lot of shuffling guys in and out of lineups. Because he doesn't need it to. He is the team of fucking destiny. And then on top of that, you look at his historical too. He's one of the only few teams that hasn't won a championship. He's one of the only few teams that hasn't won money. Two teams. There's only two teams that haven't won money in the entire fucking league. So he's long overdue to fucking put a championship, hang a banner. And here he is getting the bye week. How just has to win one of two to fucking finish second, third, first. I mean, it's very simple. <laughs> just everything comes up roses for him. He's like King Midas. Everything he touches is gold. So I just don't see a way that he doesn't fucking win this whole thing because he's been the team of destiny all year. Why wouldn't it change for three or more weeks? I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. It's running out. He's done. He's done. Rogers, I'm sorry you're done. You put up 80 points last week. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Your team isn't that good. I know you got number two in power rankings, but that's so much smoke and mirrors. That's so much just the fact that other teams are playing shitty against you. You're getting the right matchups at the right times. Yeah, like you haven't really had a bunch of injuries. I'm just, everything's coming up Rodgers. And I think it runs out. I mean, how long? There's got to be a shelf life on this. It's like a milk, that, this milk that's been in the refrigerator. We're at the due date, baby boy. We're at the due date, baby boy, bok choy. And I'm telling you, it's starting a little stinky. 
It started right in week 14. We smelled it. 80 point win. An 80 point win. Was it even 80 points? Did you get 80 points? Was it 70 something? Checking. Checking. And he barely. A fucking about to expire 80.46 point win. Is that your least number of points in the year? Hold on. Checking. Checking. Yes. Put up your worst fucking week of the year and get a win in week 14. This team is sliding in the wrong direction. They're getting 80 point wins. The bye week couldn't come at even a better time because I, I don't think they would have won this week. And I think they're done. That milk is about to spoil. I just don't see how it gets by some of these other teams. I don't see how it gets by Samstown. I don't see how it gets by Cream of the Crops. I'm not even sure I see how it gets by fucking J-Rod the Bot or the KBG. I can see him get by Bill because I'm sorry, Bill. And I don't, I've got some issues to go in there. But I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I just don't see it. I just don't fucking see it, man. Let's get into the picks. Picks and predictions. Only two games to talk about this fucking year. This fucking first round of the 2022 KML playoffs. Let's get this shit on the road. Two games to talk about, and then we'll get out of here quick. Hang with me, everybody. First game we're going to talk about. You know what? I'm sorry, I didn't do that justice. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week. Both of these games, Game of the Week. Everything from here on out is Game of the Week. First game we're talking about, J-Rod the Bod traveling to Captain Skirt. Projected points in this one, J-Rod the Bod. One... 06 to Captain Scurve's 114.1. in favor of Captain Scurve. These two teams have met once before. Week 7, Captain Scurve couldn't have had an easier win. 137 to 77. If they'd played every week, Captain Scurve would have won. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9 and 5. He's got the edge on the season. Does he have the edge all time? No, 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 no. All time, six wins, five losses in favor of Jared Carl Limbach. Quarterback position, Trevor Lawrence going up against Patrick Mahomes. Not a lot to talk about. It's Patty M. Running back position, Cook and Foreman going up against Henry and Jacobs. Not a lot to talk about. It's the number one and number four running backs on the year. Wide receiver position, Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen going up against Marquise Brown and Justin Jefferson. <gasps> Not a lot to talk about here either. Give me J. Jeff. Give me Marquise. I think J. Jeff easily covers Devontae. I think Marquise can cover Keenan. Both kind of volume plays, but I think he gets it done. Tight end position, Njoku versus Everett. <sighs> Both have touch matchups. Both are going against tough defenses. I lean slightly in Joku, but these both tight ends kind of fall into who gives a shit range. I don't think it's going to be a big advantage one way or the other. Flex position, DeAndre Swift against J.K. Dobbins. I know Dobbins had a good year, a good game last week. I still think it's Swift. Give me the check mark on that side. Chiefs at Houston, that's going to be a bloodbath. And Justin Tucker. Eagles at Chicago, also going to be a bloodbath. And Daniel Carlson, but I do like the Chiefs at Houston. Houston is straight up bad. Let's take a look at some game times real quick here. 
Uh, J-Rod the Bot, a bunch of 1 p.m.s, a couple fours on Sunday. No sat. Oh, he's got a Saturday 1 p.m. in there, too. No prime time. No prime time for J-Rod. Captain Scurve. Ooh, it's early, too. We will know the, the fucking end of this matchup by Sunday 4. Well, not 4, but 7 p.m. No primetime games. Who do I think wins this one? It's not rocket science, guys. It's the Scurve. I'm sorry, J-Rod. I'm sorry, my boy. But Captain Scurve, I think, handles his business. I think he continues his hot streak. On his fucking march to the championship. I think he rolls in this. I don't even think it's. I like. Listen. A couple Saturday games for J Rod. A couple Saturday games for Captain Scurve. Uh, listen, I'm not, I don't think it's. I'm not, I'm not even picking Scurve. I'm picking Scurve to win by like 30. I don't think it's close. Scurve handles his business, moves on to round two. Let's talk about the other last game. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week. Here we go. The second week one of the playoffs matchup we have is Samstown traveling to cream of the crops. Projected points in this one. Oh, it's not popping up. Hold on a second. Everybody calm your dicks. 113.7 for Samstown. 88.4 for cream of the crops. However, that has Damian Pierce as a zero. Call Gibson in there as like a nine, blah, 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 97. Still gonna be at least like a 19, 18 point line favorite in favor of Samstown. These two teams that they played every week, it would have favored Samstown. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten wins, four losses if they matched up head to head. All time record Turo, Bill, another tight one, but. Just like our previous matchup, favors Bill, seven wins, six losses. Let's take a look at the players. Jalen Hurts for Samstown going up against Tua Tungavailoa. I mean, it's Hurts, come on. It's not even close. That's a huge advantage in favor of Jalen Hurts at Chicago against Bill's home team. Oh, it's gonna be salt in the motherfucking wound. Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders for Samstown going up against Austin Eckler and Damian Pierce. Doesn't look like he's gonna play. Doesn't look like he's gonna play. Give me Sanders, give me Pollard. Wide receiver is AJ Brown, DK Metcalf going against Juju Smith-Schuster and C.D. Lamb. No, no, it's AJ, it's DK, and it ain't close. It ain't close. Dalton Schultz at tight end going against Pratt Fryermuth. That one's kind of close. That one's kind of close. I think I like Frymuth slightly better. I do like, I think I like Frymuth slightly better there. Kamara at the flex against Michael Gallup. Listen, it's tough. Oh, it's not tough. It's Kamara. I'm sorry, I thought Gallup was a Pollard for a second. I'm stupid. Alvin Kamara, big old check mark, even though he's played like dog shit. God forbid he turns it on. Cowboys, 
at Jacksonville, Youngway at New Orleans for Samstown. Cream of the Crop gets Raiders at New England, yikes, and Robbie Gold at Seattle. I don't love it here. Let's take a look at some game times. Cream of the Crops. Oh, nope. Samstown at COTC, my man. What do we got here? Full box score. Sunday, 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 Thursday. Sunday, 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 Thursday. Saturday, Sunday, 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 Sunday. Oh yeah, there's no primetime games, is there, because of Christmas. Game times don't matter a fuck here. I mean, game times don't matter a fuck. I'm sorry. Samstown fucking rolls. And I think it's a bigger route than the other one. This might be... Hold on a second. Historical. I might make a call here for a second. 19. Okay, that was a bunch. That one's close. What's that? That's like... That was close. Those were kind of... Those were 20 point plus wins each. That was... Ooh, 50 point win in a 30? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on a second. Bear with me. Bear with... Bear with... Ooh, that one's a... Holy shit. That was a 50 and a fucking 40 point win? Okay, Jesus. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna say this is gonna be the most... Ooh. Yeah, I'll go with it. This will be the most lopsided week one, round one wins we've ever seen out of these two teams. Before 2016, we had Minot over Turo winning by 40. We had Vid over Rogers winning by damn near 50. So call it 90 points total, just under 90 points. I think the combined margin of victory for Samstown and for Cream, uh, Captain Scurve is going to be more than 90 points. Yeah, I'm going with it. The combined margin of victory in round one for Captain Scurve and Samstown is going to be greater than 90 points. Oh, shit. He keeping it real. I just don't think I don't think it's close. I'm sorry. I don't think you guys can, can can hang. I don't think Jared can hang. I don't think Bill can hang. It would be it would have to be a monumental upset. Let's wrap this thing up. Final thoughts. Hmm. It's been a great year. We get a little bit better every year. The league gets a little bit more dialed in. The settings get a little bit more dialed in. We get a couple things round table. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, baby boy. Don't you worry. Buck Troy, baby boy. I'm telling you. Just stay with it. Stay with us. Let's watch what happens in this round one. Let's watch what happens in this round two. Let's watch what happens in the chip. Is it chip or ship? I feel like it's ship. I'm going to change that. Oh, God, it's raining outside. You know what? We've done this enough. Yeah, I don't have to tell you guys. Thank you so much to the 16th below that didn't make it. You know what, guys? You did your best. It didn't work out for various reasons. We covered that. We'll talk maybe in, in the post game. We'll, I'll dive in a little bit deeper. I'd like to see some kind of some of the trades, highlight a little bit of that, maybe do some postseason awards type thing. But uh just didn't work out, guys. It happens to the best of us. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Camel Messcast. I'm your host, Maine. CamelMesscast, gmail.com. 317 KML Rats. That's all you need to know. I got nothing else to say. Let the music play. Let the outro play. Best of luck to all four of our round one teams. 
best of luck to our six teams that are out next year. Let's see how this plays out. Sweet dreams, everybody. Great cash, homie.